Hello, everybody, and welcome to God Quest. I welcome you back to another episode of God Quest, where we explore the wild wonders of God's amazing kingdom. We're on a quest to find what God is doing in the earth. We want to be smack dab in the middle of it. And I'm glad you've joined us today on God Quest. And I am delighted to have back in the studio with me Bishop Todd Nichols, all the way from New Albany, Louisville, Kentucky uh, area, metro area. And uh, you were with me on our very first podcast. And since that time, we've launched into some great conversations about the fivefold ministry, the working of revival. We've had a lot of lot of interesting things. We have just come from a powerful apostolic service where the power of God was in demonstration. So welcome back. Let's talk about revival. Okay. Always glad to be with you. Amen. And uh, one of the things that that you have meant through the years to this church is that raw faith that you preach that God can do anything. And I know that's not coming from just some kind of random uh, ladder rain, some kind of crazy, you know, spookiness of some sort, as I like to call it. But there is a very real understanding of biblical principles, supernatural laws that come out of the Word of God. Talk to me about revival, but from the standpoint of what do you see? You talk tonight about there's an awakening, uh, a refreshing, maybe maybe a better word that, that we could use today, a refreshing of coming into some fullness of, of some things. Let's talk about that. Right. So I feel like that God is doing his best to stir people uh, in the world, in the church. And uh, I literally have been on a quest uh, pursuing the things that we read about in the book of Acts that that seemed a very second nature to them. And I believe we're seeing it to a measure. Uh, we see miracles and signs and wonders, mm-hmm. and we know that God is doing some tremendous things. But I truly believe that there is a, a global, um, you know, revelation and awakening that's happening to the church. Um, to bring them back to that full understanding of what God is not only able to do, but what He what He's willing to do. Tonight, you mentioned uh, you were talking about a revelation. The church is coming into an understanding of the fullness, yes. and I, I know there's a lot of I know there's been ever since I've been a preacher. Uh, there's always been discussion of the fivefold ministry. And I know there's the debate of, well, there's only the 12 apostles, and I, that's more a denominal thing. But I think even in the apostolic movement, there, there's some fear there. And the last time we were, we were together, uh, we talked about the facades and the charlatans probably have created that, that leaning into that idea. But is it even possible to be an apostolic church without apostolic ministry and apostles? Yeah. Absolutely not. So we get the word apostolic from the word apostle. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, if someone chooses not to believe in, in apostles, well, that that instantaneously uh, disqualifies them from being an apostolic church. And the scripture puts them in order, the fivefold ministry. And, and he says, first apostles, second prophets, and thirdly teachers. And then he goes down, on down talking about the working of miracles and I, I believe that there is a measuring in heaven that's happening right now. 
Um, the Bible talks about all the way through the scripture about fullness, the, the fullness of joy, the fullness of the Amorites, the iniquity of the Amorites is, is not yet full, but in the fourth generation, God's going to deal with them and judge them. So God measures by, by fullness. And we don't always know when that cup is, is filling up to the top. And so uh, I just feel like we have been operating by measure um, for many reasons. I think some of it is limited understanding mm -hmm. revelation. Um, the kind of give and take of the operation of the Spirit. You know, uh, sometimes you had 30 people up there praying and that need a miracle. Um, and a percentage of them is healed. And we're still trying to figure out why all of them did not get healed. But the Bible talks about the fullness of God, the fullness of the Godhead being in Christ. And then Paul talks about us being partakers of his fullness. Mm -hmm. So that fullness, I believe, is, is coming back, not, not by measure, but, but in totality. The sovereignty of God, I believe, is coming back to the body of Christ. Tonight I talked about the fullness of time, mm -hmm. when the fullness of time was come. And Paul talked about uh, how, how a child, uh, when he's young, he, and he's the heir of everything that the father possessed, he's heir when he's a child. Yeah. But he has to grow up some. Mm -hmm. So I, I believe there's a timing coming to the church. There is a maturity that is developing. And there is an openness that, that is happening to um, the office of the prophet and the office of the apostle. We absolutely cannot be what God has, has really called us to be and created the church for without, without the fivefold uh, ministry functioning in its, in its fullness. Mm -hmm. And I believe when we see that, the, literally the fullness of God is going to fill the church. It's no longer going to be by measure. I believe that we are totally, uh, absolutely going to see the things that, that we read about in the book of Acts. Well, the Bible talks about there are things that what we would call the signs of apostolic ministry, of an apostle. Right. There were things that were happened that happened when an apostle took dominion or authority. I have watched <clears throat> someone... Uh, kind of took issue with our first discussion, I think it was, and said they want they wanted to know, and maybe maybe this is an overstatement from my point. It seemed like it was somewhat combative. They wanted to know who my personal apostle was. And I'm not quite sure what they meant by that, but I can definitely point to people in my life that had apostolic ministry. And I work with one now. Uh, he's now uh, 77 years old, but without a doubt, Nathaniel Wilson has an apostolic anointing. God gave him supernatural anointing to take dominion in this city and break strongholds. And I have watched men of God on foreign soil. I've watched them in cities across this nation. I've watched them go in. I've seen young men. I'm watching young men in Roatan, Honduras. I believe that Stephen Jones has the gift of an apostle. He's going in and doing unprecedented things. And, and sometimes I think we we put people in a box, right? Yeah. Like our idea of an apostle is we read about the 12 apostles. And, and we're trying to measure people according to that dimension. Obviously, there's never going to be another 12 apostles, apostles like those apostles. But so 
here's this guy wearing a, a polo shirt and uh, New Balance tennis shoes, wearing jeans, driving a four-wheel drive truck, <laughs> building a building, breaking strongholds with apostolic ministry. Right. You know, I think there is an awakening, a refreshing that, wait a minute, these gifts are at work in the church. Yeah, that's the truth. So, you know, a couple of things about the apostle. Obviously, the word apostle means sent. Mm -hmm. And these are men that have been sent from God. And, uh, of course, they do have to have apostolic covering. They they do have, a, have, have to have a bishop, a pastor over their life, apostle over them. Um, but, but ultimately, God is the one that sent them. And they were they were confirmed or they were approved by by whoever was over them, who you, they were the pastor. You brought out a very powerful point that I I hope the church got, uh, and and if they they missed it, I hope they watched this podcast. Revisit that that word apostle was not it didn't first start in the New Testament right. church. Talk about that. So the word apostolic or apostle preceded um, the the New Testament. Uh, these apostles, as they were called, are were special envoys. They were they were generals in the Roman army or or the Greek army when they were. So it's almost like a term of government authority or power. Or yes. So so they uh, they existed before that word came into the scripture, and these were delegates that were sent with the full authority of the king of Greece, um, the emperor of Rome. And they had full authority. They had full jurisdiction to, number one, expand the, the kingdom. Um, two, to uh, re-educate the culture of wherever they were going to expand into, into the Greek culture or to the Roman culture. And they were sent with the full resources of the king. So when we talk about the term apostle, uh, these men are ex exactly this. These they're they're the pioneers. They're the they're the trailblazers. They're the ones that go into cities and regions and countries, and there's nothing there, but with the supernatural power of God, they they begin to carve out this work and supernatural things happen. Now Paul um, kind of talks about you know truly the signs of an apostle follow me. Mm -hmm. uh, one translation said, "I came with the full proof of my apostleship." Yeah, and and uh, he said, "I was patient with you in miracles, signs, and wonders. I was patient with you." It's almost like Paul was like, yeah. "Hey, uh, it's it's kind of second nature. This is what God has called me to do. This is what He has." Yeah, you should recognize me. this. Yeah, you need to recognize it. But I was patient with you. Mm -hmm. I was patient because it was such, it was so different. Now, for anybody, you know, I believe that there is the 12 apostles of the Lamb, and, but, but Paul was not one of those, mm -hmm. but, but yet he was an apostle. Um, and Barnabas was not yeah. one of those, and James' brother Jesus was not one of those 12. Yeah, and, the, and there's no scripture that says it ended. And it doesn't end. <laughs> well, it's kind of like, it's kinda like um, pastors didn't end and evangelists didn't end. Teachers didn't end, but somehow mm -hmm. prophets and apostles ended. Yeah. Well, what I find interesting is, you know, the Bible spends, especially when you look at the, the, the more nuanced study of the Gospels, Matthew wrote seemingly with a particular purpose in mind. Luke wrote with a particular purpose in mind, he even told, you know, the former 
uh, treatise that I made on Theophilus, there, there was a point to his gospel and to the acts of the apostles. And there was, there was definitely a proving Paul's, you know, showing that, you know, you should have recognized me as an apostle. There was a proving. And there are some things that the Bible even shows that, that Jesus qualified to be Messiah. He qualified right. to be the Redeemer. And there were some prerequisites to him achieving the throne of David to be the ultimate king that rules, uh, I believe, one day in literal fulfillment on an actual throne ruling over, over all the world. But in that process, there were some things that had to be done, and that was this new thing he established, the church. Upon this rock, I'll build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. He purchased the church with his own blood, and he built the church. And we focus a lot on the death and the burial and the resurrection. But there is a dimension that is directly connected to the ascension that has to do with the fivefold ministry. Mm -hmm. And that ascension, he that ascended is the one that descended. He that descended is the one that ascended. And he went and led captivity captive, and he took, he took the keys of death, hell, and the grave. But the Bible also says, quoting that Old Testament passage, <clears throat> he gave those gifts to men. And in Ephesians, Paul said those gifts are the fivefold ministry. But what I see in that, and I, I know that's a long little foray there, but what I see is when you read that chapter in Ephesians, there can, he had to ascend to establish the working structure and system of this kingdom that he had established. Yes. And we're, we're trying to operate a church that he established by his own blood. He goes into hell and ascends into heaven, that ascension, so that he can prepare and do all those things. But it's that fivefold ministry the mysteries of heaven are now placed in the hands of the fivefold ministry. The church is not even functioning at full game. That's correct. Without the fivefold ministry. That's the whole purpose of the fivefold ministry. That's correct. We are operating with a limited government. And, and, and no country and no kingdom can function properly. They cannot have complete authority and dominion. That's why we have sporadic miracles instead of complete miracles. You know, everywhere that Jesus went, everywhere that the apostles went, uh, other than, you know, Nazareth, and, um, you know, I think there's one other example, but he, but he told them it was because of their unbelief. Yeah. Um, so unbelief hindered, but for the vast majority of that, the miracles and the signs and the wonders that took place, the scripture said, if these are not all the miracles of Jesus, and if all the miracles of Jesus had been documented, the world could not contain the mm -hmm. books of, of that. And so um, there, there was so much more that happened. You used the word established. Jesus was establishing the church and all that. And I, I'm not comparing modern day apostles to, to Jesus, but in fact, that's what they do is they go in and they establish yeah. truth. They, they pave the way. They're going into a country that doesn't have the truth. And, and, and they're, going, it's, it's, they're kind of parachuting in, but really they're not because they are on. Now, we, we actually believe in apostles broadly. We just call them something different. Yeah. We call them missionaries. Yeah. Uh, but really, a true missionary is, is an apostle. One who is sent. Yeah. And that's right, one, one who is sent. And, and they're sent by God, 
and they're going in with supernatural powers. You cannot, you cannot go into a region or a nation where demonic spirits, you know, demonic spirits, they're, there's, uh, uh, they're not new demonic spirits. <laughs> These are demonic spirits that have been around since yeah. the ancient of days. Uh, some of the same demonic spirits that are fought by the church around the world are, are the same demonic yeah. spirits that were fought by the early church and, and uh, you know, all the ages past. So when you're going into a nation, you can't go in and establish God's church, not the church that Jesus died for. You cannot go in and do that without supernatural signs, miracles, and wonders. I see, and this was so beautiful about tonight, uh, you preached about apostolic ministry, the fullness of the church. I see what we what we're talking about. We're we're thinking of particular people that have gone into a city or to a nation, broken in. And I know there's the debate of, about dominion. It, it blows my mind that people don't believe in, in in taking dominion. That's what that's what the gospel does. Right. It takes dominion over sin in my life. And if it happens in my life, and then it happens in my wife's life, that's dominion. Then my children, that's dominion. And then, then our street. I mean, I believe we can take dominion, okay, and take authority. But in that same way that apostle goes into Brazil or goes into an unchurched city and takes authority, I believe that same apostolic anointing can come upon a saint of God in an apostolic church that goes in thinking differently than just a typical employee in that company, but seeing themselves as an apostle. Yeah. Of breaking into this workforce. Right. Going into this college campus, I am being sent by the king. Yeah. So it's not just these these five guys that sit on these leadership chairs that are the fivefold ministry. I believe, yeah, there's real spiritual authority that God places particular people to rule the church and administer the church. But I believe those gifts are working in the body of Christ as well. They absolutely are. So uh, obviously the fivefold ministry from from the pulpit, I I, I believe there is a, a different measure of that of that authority and and miraculous anointing and, and things of that nature that that is on the fivefold ministry um, that that is different um, than a leader a leader in the church. That's not to diminish what they do because there is the ministry of helps and whatever. But when they align themselves with a fivefold ministry, that fivefold ministry is the government of the kingdom of God, plain and simple. Mm-hmm. Well, when when people choose to be apostolic and to operate in that dimension, the anointing flows down from the head, and so that anointing that's put on that government, it, it's just like if if you were to look, you know, in America, think about um, if America had never established dominion. Yeah. Uh, think about if they had just, you know, give up or made a league with the with the British in the in the Revolutionary mm-hmm. War. Yeah. And they just said, you know, we'll, we'll find a way to coexist or whatever. They but they didn't. They they established dominion, yeah. and and they finally won that war. And today, you know, we mm-hmm. we have this great nation. Um, you know, think if they had not done that. Well, from the White House and the the, the executive branch, the legislative branch, you got the Supreme Court, and you got this hierarchy in the government. Well, then it trickles down, and it, it comes down to municipalities and states and communities and, and towns and things of that nature. It's no different in the kingdom. I don't know why we, we would try to push back against something that the Lord has made so clearly for us. 
And Jesus, just a couple of things. Uh, Jesus was the fivefold ministry. Yeah, all in one. He was the chief apostle. For in him dwelt all the fullness of the That's gospel. That's it, all the fullness. He was the prophet of prophets. He was the master teacher. They called him rabbi. Um, he, he, was he was the, the shepherd. Qu- he was the quintessential pastor, a shepherd, and he was the greatest evangelist. So he was fivefold ministry. Mm-hmm. Well, he's our head. Yeah. So that, how do you take away and say, well, two, two branches of what was on Christ doesn't flow in the body today? And then one more thing. The, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost, the Bible said, was sent from God. It was given to the church. Yeah. The Holy Ghost is a sending anointing. You shall be witnesses unto me, Ju- Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. So uh, the Holy Ghost has in it uh, apostleship because it sends. It has in it because it uh, the prophet because your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Holy Ghost, he told his disciples, shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever. So it's a teacher. It, it, we can't evangelize without the Holy Ghost. They can't be saved without the Holy Ghost. So it's an evangelist. And then it's, it's the pastor. It's, it's Leads the, and guides. The, yeah, it guides. It's very, very simple. Um, but, but going back to your original at the, uh, statement at the beginning of this podcast, People have just gotten a little loopy with it over time. And, you know, they're printing out business cards and demanding <laughs> that people call them this and yeah. call them that. And, you know, we just, we really just need to recognize it and not be goofy about it and just let God be God within, yeah. within his government. I am thrilled with what I see happening in this generation. There is a fresh <clears throat> hunger. I'm watching the 20 somethings even high school and college students that didn't fight those old battles. They, they weren't even born with some of those uh, false doctrines and Lateran movement. They don't, you yeah. say Lateran, they don't even know what that means. Right. They're just reading the Bible. They're seeing revival break out. Imagine that. And, and <laughs> they, are, they are hungry, and they're believing, hey, we can do this. And I think that we are in a great season, a great opportunity, and – uh, those of you that are watching, God is at work in the earth. We've seen we've seen things that are happening in new places on college campuses. I mean, I saw a video this week of a thousand people marching down the beach, Venice Beach and Manhattan Beach in Los Angeles, marching, screaming, chanting Jesus, waving flags and singing songs. Well, the, the, I mean, I haven't seen those things since since the hippie movement, the Jesus freaks, and all of that. Yeah. There's a new hunger. There is. And this is not a day to be intimidated by our apostolic faith or and the distinctives that we are. This is a day to lean in. We got to get on this quest, and we got to chase after God. We got to hunger for these things. The Bible says he, he said you you should covet earnestly the best gifts. You know the best gifts. So this is something we need to be desirous and in pushing into. Brother Nichols, it's great to have you back on uh, on on the podcast tonight, and. As we go through this this year of revival, you're going to be in and out with us. And so I look forward to our next conversation. And I don't know if it'll be on this subject, but we're all on this journey together. It's a wild world of wonder. Get on this journey with yeah. us and welcome. Hey, let all your friends know about God Quest. Subscribe. Get involved. Share it with somebody because there's enough bad stuff out there. Let's share our good news of this glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. Glad to have you on the God Quest. God bless.